Welcome to the Why Not Podcast with me, Chrissy Hawkins. In a world where everybody asks you why, I'm here to ask why not. So sit back and relax or walk and listen and join me on this journey as we try to answer this never-ending question. What makes people say why not? Hi guys, welcome back to Why Not. So there's something a little bit different here today. This is actually a bonus episode coming from the Grassroots Gazette podcast, which I recorded with them back in January. Um, so for once, I'm actually on the other side of the interview. And I think there were some really good questions asked. We talked about rider fitness. We also talked about mental health and how fitness can be important towards that. So I hope you guys really enjoy this. And yeah, let me know how you found it. You can also hear the, the original on the Grassroots Gazette podcast as well. Welcome to the Grassroots Gazette podcast. Today, myself and Aoife are joined by Chrissy Hawkins from Strong in the Saddle. Can you introduce yourself to the Grassroots Gazette uh, podcast, Chrissy, please? Hi, guys. How are you? Um, yeah, so I am Chrissy Hawkins. I run Strong in the Saddle. So I'm an online strength coach for equestrians who are looking to improve their riding position, rehab old injuries, or just feel more strong and confident um, when they're working with horses or you know riding and working around the yard. That's basically what I do. So, Chrissy... You've been engaged with the Grassroots Gazette. Um, I actually, I think I came maybe about six months in. Yeah, yeah I've, okay. been, I've been around for a while. Yeah, and I just, I always remember that you've engaged in the lives and things like that from from the get go and things like. That. What was it that drew you to the Grassroots Gazette? Well, it was great to see a equestrian publication that was actually just like for for want of a better description, normal people. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? It felt it felt easier to actually like come in and talk to them instead of kind of trying to contact like a big publication that talks basically about professionals all the time um so I think there is a bit of strength and condition coming into the equestrian community but it's very mostly at the top level and I'm trying to help filter that down to because it's beneficial for all levels basically mm. so you guys were the best <laughs> place to get that <laughs> yeah no it is, it is it's all that sense of community and that's mm. one of the things with the Grassroots Gazette. It's been that. And I'm so glad from the get-go, it's been about community and it hasn't got away from it. Yeah. As, like you, you see, to, as things evolve and they grow, uh, you think, oh, wait, will they forget something? But it it always comes back to the community. And as I say, you see now with the Hey campaign that that is all around the community and how that has like literally blown up like in the last yeah. week. Like we're, we're recording this on a Wednesday night in the middle of Mental Health Week, Equestrian Mental Health Week. And you can see that so many of the top end uh, people within the equine community have wanted to jump on board with this. And they're like, Shane's phone was blowing up from all these people going, I have to get involved, yeah. I want to get involved. So I think that's testament to what Shane has built with the Grassroots Gazette. So it is great to see like. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And that you're true, that's true of the community. Um, like even being in one of the riders groups, there's always a bit of crack. And like the time you had the like the, the gala and everything, it's like all these people you've never met before, but you're like, hey, you, I've seen you before. And it's like it you settle in real well. Like it's it's great, you know. Yeah. Um, and the, the hay campaign's crazy. It's been just flying up, like, and seeing so much involvement in it is great. Like, it's great to see as well. Yeah, it's a, it's such a positive outcome as well. Like and it's something that Shane Rooney thought of, you know, and felt that he could make a difference. And, you know, the, the tagline with the Grassroots Gazette is be the change. And he's really just embodied be the change. Like, there definitely is going to be a change to mental health and how it's looked upon within the equestrian community going forward. Like, you know, it's testing yeah. the game. It's brilliant. Like, 
Yeah, no, no, I think I think it's amazing. Like uh, and like a lot of people have said, you know, you're kind of taught to just be tough in the equestrian industry and like they work they like people don't really they see all the finished products, but they don't see the hours people put in. They don't realize, I think, like your horses aren't just, you know, your business and all. They're, you know, you, you grow a bond with them. So if something happens to them, it affects your mental health and you know this time of year it's rotten working in it which doesn't help your mental health either so like all these things and I just think the hay campaign is so great for shining the light on that and more people will will realize it as well that outside the equestrian industry yeah it's such a dedicated sport that we're in as you say even this we're dedicated now Eva standing outside and minus three or minus four degrees just so she can get a good connection and join us on this uh podcast you know it shows the I said the commitment we have exactly yeah (laughs) This is dedication to the cause, guys. Um, hi and good evening to all of our lovely listeners. It is minus three in the middle of the hills of Cavan. Um, so, yeah, I'm joining in with gloves, four jackets in minus three and a cup of tea. Um, so, Chrissy, hi, how's it going? Um, lovely to finally see you and, um, and chat to you. And we're delighted to have you on board. Um, and just touching on... The hay campaign hey how are you so first of all how are you today yeah no i'm good um i've had my nap earlier so i'm ready to go for this so that's always good <laughs> how is minus three conditions in cabin absolutely baltic i'm loving life <laughs> I, I think it might actually my horse actually might be warmer right now um he's well rugged up in a king size fluffy fresh bed but um no all's good dedication to the cause and all so yeah, I suppose, Chrissy, if we, and how you do it. And they were like, oh my God, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, will you fill us in on how, in your words, in your opinion, how do you think that the hay campaign kind of filters in to maybe what you do on a day-to-day basis or more lines of how can physical um, activity by looking after your own self outside of being in the saddle, how does that filter into the saddle? Like if someone is listening and they may not know you very well yet, kind of give us a bit of an insight in how them two elements of you know your own physical strength your own physical activity how does that kind of marry into maybe how you are in the saddle or even how you're feeling yeah um so basically I kind of always say this when I'm kind of uh, explaining it to people is horse riding is just like any other sport okay with obviously the caveat that you have to spend the whole time arguing with a half ton animal and you Every sport has strength conditions. If you look at gal players, you look at rugby players, you look at football players, they have gym sessions on top of their fitness sessions. And the reasons for this is it helps their bodies be more prepared, less likely to get injured. It helps them keep on top of like weaknesses or previous injuries. Um, So like one of the biggest precursors to injuries, previous injury. So you kind of always have a weakness there. If you can keep on top of that and keep that strong, that's going to help you when you're riding. So say for instance as well like you get benefits from strength training such as you know um increased bone density when you've got more muscle mass you're protecting your joints all these things so if you do come off your body's more protected um, and you're less likely to get injured also when you're riding you'll be feel more in control that can translate you to confidence you'll feel better when you are going to a competition because you're not afraid your horse is going to plant you and run off into the um into the night whatever but you know like obviously with horses there is that unpredictability that it can always happen but at least if you feel more stable 
if you feel stronger when you're working with them, that's going to translate through. You'll be more confident. They'll be more confident in what you're asking. Yeah. yeah. Less likely to, hopefully less likely to end up uh, in the water, you. like what happened to Gary a few, yeah, uh, moon in the whole sky. Thanks for bringing that up again, Aoife. I really appreciate that. It's that, a wonderful you're thought. You're very I went looking to Instagram for it when I listened to that episode. Okay. Well, I actually, I have it on my wall here uh, as we come into the attic. It's on my wall. It's my favorite photo. So yeah, I'm proud of it. Um, <laughs> But touching on that, do you find when equestrians come to you for, you know, the consultations and that, would be the first point to call their old injuries? Because look, most equestrians are crocs. I'm the very same. I creak and bang every time I get out of bed in the morning. Like, do you find that Guys, a lot? I'm held together with self-adhesive. I'm held together with that wrap right now. You know, this is, <laughs> let's just be honest. I'm actually considering. Always worked into the program because, um, as I said, like I've got bad shoulder. So I have rehab exercises I do for my shoulder. When they, when my shoulder's good, I stop doing them. Mm. Then my shoulder gets bad again. And I start doing them again and it gets good. So that's what everyone, everyone, I find people do, but a lot of people do the first part and they never come back to doing it. Whereas like you can work a lot of these exercises into a warm up when you're training or if you do train or, you know, it's stuff you can do when you're sitting down watching the TV, you know, it's not really complicated stuff. And if you can keep on top of that, it's going to make your life easier. Mm. You know, as one thing I, I, I've been lucky enough in the sense of I've got to talk to a couple of professional riders and wanting to get the understanding of fitness and how important it was mm. for them. Because I don't think it was something, well, as you touched on at the start, that amateurs or grassroots riders actually really paid enough attention to. Mm. And then when you get talking to the likes of, we say, someone that's within an Olympic cycle and actually the work rate that they have to actually do. And, and don't forget, they are riding five, six horses a day, but they're still getting their strength and conditioning training in, which... I'd love to see it filter down into amateur riders that little bit more. Do you find yeah. it growing that little bit more now? I think there's an interest in it, but they still don't yet understand the benefits. Um, and a lot of this, these things is you don't understand the benefit until you're there. So like me saying about my shoulder, like you're like, oh, well, it's just bad. It's just dodgy. You know mm. what I mean? It's uh, I had that fall. That's what happened. Whereas if you knew how you could feel, and when you get that feeling, you realize, ah, okay, I yeah, know this is this is what it's at, you know. And um, it's that kind of, you know, horse riding. How do you get better? You keep riding the horse. But what if your hamstrings are stronger and your core was better, so you could sit up straighter? Mm. You know, these little things that you won't notice until you. And again, it takes time as well. It's going to be something that's going to take eight, twelve weeks before you start to see that, and then one day you'll be like, wait a minute. This is way more comfortable than it used to be, you know. Or I'm my shoulder hasn't been um sore when I went to carry the saddle, you know, stuff like that. My back's not in bits doing the stable. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. And as I say, we we're all guilty of it. I'm sure Aoife, you you'll come in on this as well. That we put our horses first the whole time and never actually think of ourselves or spend that that quality, you know, for ourselves to get them better. Like I don't know if you if you follow Aoife on Instagram, you'll see our horse has lives the best life ever. I'm actually if I ever go and come back, I want to come back as one of Aoife's horses. It's so well looked after. <laughs> he is fairly well looked after, guys. You know, I do I do give him the five star treatment. Sometimes yeah. he deserves it, sometimes he doesn't. And 90% of the time he does. Um but uh no aligning to what Chrissy was saying in regards to the acknowledgement or the understanding in how 
maybe the average Joe, in for want or a better phrase, or the normal rider, if you like, so not like pro riders I'm speaking of here. I'm speaking of um, the average person um, who rides. And if we were to gather a few of them and ask them their maybe understanding or knowledge on, you know, rider biomechanics or rider fitness outside of the saddle, I guarantee you, they, some, and I'm not jumping the gun, but some may kind of say, oh, well, you know, I, I do my fitness when I'm in the saddle and they might not understand how important and significant it is to be in, you know, the best shape you can or the best fitness level or um, having muscles in the right area so that you can actually ride in a better shape and form and outline and actually carry your own self, you know, especially in like dressage, the fundamental basics of it. Like look, if you look at the training scale and go from there, like I was talking to someone else the other day about the training scale. And it was completely new to them. Um, and that's the stage that they were at in their riding. And um, they're not a dressage rider. They're actually show And I was talking to them about like their core. And then when they actually started and came back a few, you know, three, four, five weeks. And then they realized, oh, that makes such a difference. Like that's brilliant to bring and more awareness to that. You really do need to have, you know, correct muscles in the correct places that are functioning and helping you. Uh, ride in the best shape and form and carry yourself because then you can be the best rider um you possibly can be so um I suppose Chrissy just putting it back in regards to like um the hay campaign and how maybe or what would you suggest say for especially in light of this week how if someone is having not so good of a time in the saddle or if their horse is going through a, a rehab or an injury and they aren't physically in the saddle um, what would you encourage or say to them in order to maintain or develop or continue their their own rider fitness, especially when it's so cold? How would you give them that bit of encouragement? Yeah, so um, actually, funny enough, I have uh, in my horses out of action at the moment as well. So um, I'm kind of going through this a little bit as well. Um, I think finding other things that will keep you active, like it, I know it's freezing, but you know, if you can put on a hat and scarf to go to the horse, you can put on a hat and scarf and go for a walk. Um, a lot of training, like if you, well, there's plenty, I have plenty of YouTube videos as well, if you want to check them out, but like you can do workouts at home. That means you don't have to leave. You can do stuff, a lot of stuff with body weight. And like that, you were mentioning the core, like say, I think one thing to say about the core as well, really important to remember is that's not just your abs. Your core is that whole center from basically your abs right down to your glutes back and front yeah, yeah so there's yeah. a lot of stuff that you can do with that stuff with body weight at home to help strengthen that area and just because your horse you can't ride your horse doesn't mean you can't be doing something to keep yourself in as as well shape as you can not shape like um as strong as you can for when they come back into action and I think as well exactly one thing to, one thing to remember as well is it takes time so don't beat yourself up if you're not doing it really quickly and don't be yourself up as well if your horse is out of action it's not your fault um you know because that can really affect your mental health as well I find when you know you, you have an injured horse you just feel so bad for them there's nothing you can do but you just have to wait it out you know so point Chrissy on, on that note that when your horse whether it's one or ten you have and they're out of action that it can actually affect how you feel day to day mm -hmm. and your mental health you know um and there's nothing wrong with that just touching on that I, I've noticed myself when I am that bit fitter and that bit stronger, especially when it comes to the eventing going cross country, 
I'm not going to make the same mistakes as I do when I'm unfit or not training properly. Could you maybe expand on that, on how you see that works? Yeah, so basically, if you are training more or if you're working on your like even resistance training, if you're doing that outside of the saddle, because I suppose there's only so much riding you can do, your horse will be fed up as well. <laughs> um, but basically, it makes the endurance in your muscles so, you know, it, it builds muscle fibers, which means they can last longer. It improves your um, circulation. So you're able to breathe better. And when you can breathe better, it helps the circulation, keeps blood coming to the muscles, which means it's a lot easier for you to go for longer. So if you're not gassed, your muscles are able to work better. You can concentrate on what you're doing rather than I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. means then you know riding lines are easier because you can see the line because you're not trying to like breathe and not pass out you know stuff like that it's all these little things are interconnected that we don't think about I think and then it's only like you said when you're a little bit fitter and you feel it happening you're like oh, okay yeah <laughs> you know there's method to this yeah I know what I well for me personally it's always been and I go back to is decision making when I'm out cross country and that's when I've always noticed my riding that bit better was when I am that bit fitter like like most people now January is reset for the season for 2023 a lot of eventers you see them are all pulling in the horses and everybody's trying to get that little bit of edge on everybody yeah I've noticed myself in the last while a lot more as I say amateurs are out training that little bit more for, for the person that is thinking about getting into it or trying to what would you say is the best way to do it or what advice would you give them to do um well I know this is going to sound like sales pitch but if you have never done it before the best thing you can do is get a coach it doesn't have to be me but getting someone who can help you and structure a plan because like you can go join the gym and you'll get a free plan and you'll do the plan for about a month and then you'll get bored and you can probably get a new one but you won't go and do that. You'll leave. I've watched this happen every year when I work in commercial gyms. Whereas if you have a coach, one, you've got someone who's going to make that plan for you first. Or so it stops you spending hours scouring the internet, being confused. Then they you have accountability. So they will be on to you going, did you do it this week? Oh, no, you didn't. Okay, right. So what happened? And they can restructure the plan as well. Because I another thing I find is when I get clients in, they go, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, no, I can do four times a week. And you're like, are you sure? Will we just put three and we can add a fourth? No, 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 it'll be fine. But two weeks in, yeah, no, I only got three done. Yeah. You, know? you need to st- like think about it and be honest with yourself how much time you have. And that's what, where you have a coach. They can restructure the plan into a time that suits you better. Mm. And um, these are all the things. If you have any questions, you know you've got someone you can ask. You can be bombarding them with questions and that's what they're there for. If yeah. you don't like an exercise, ask them why you have to do it. If you find next exercise incredibly uncomfortable that you can't actually do it, they can change it for you. You're not stuck trying to force yourself to do something you don't like, forcing yourself to do something that hurts you. And if you've any questions as to why they're making you do a horrible exercise, <laughs> they can tell you why. <laughs> yes, because you didn't do the, the workout the day before. <laughs> yeah, today you're doing burpees. I'm joking. I very rarely program burpees. Yeah, no, the burpees, nobody likes burpees. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that. Uh, I said, even look, I know we, we're, we're all highlighting the Hey campaign and I know it's it's a trend of all the podcasts in the last couple of days that we are talking about it. But even that, you know, the feel good factor that you get, the endorphins that are released in you from exercise yeah. I think is a big thing. And I think it's, we should all 
try as you as you say i was listening to one of your podcasts uh, i think it was yesterday i was listening to it uh, going to work uh where you were saying that like changing the word from exercise was it and, oh to movement yes. yeah movement which i think is i think is a great a great idea because as you say like that exercise always has had that stigma around it hmm. that it's it's bad or it's you know it's a chore but if you say a bit more movement or a bit you know i think that's great like where did yeah. you come up with that concept or Oh, I completely stole it. Um, I had someone on the podcast before uh, before Christmas um, and she works with people. She's a psychotherapist who works with people who have um, disordered eating problems. Yeah. And she tries to move that away because that is like exercises that it's a punishment for eating too much. Or when I'm trying to talk like like I'm a personal trainer, but I'm I find I get this all the time. Like clients will be like, oh, yeah, no, I was eating chips or even like on the yard or the gym night out. Someone was eating a few onion rings oh, I better not have another one of them and I'm like ah <laughs> drinking pints I'm like I don't care yeah um so I like that's the thing like just because you are training doesn't mean you're doing it to lose weight yeah. I think it's really important to highlight that so when it comes to strength training horse riders I'm not here to try and monitor your diet and make you lose weight I'm trying to make you stronger so when you're riding or competing you feel more in control and you feel more confident that's my goal if you lose weight as a byproduct happy days if you don't doesn't matter like I don't I don't really lose weight I stay around the same weight all the time my goal currently is to lift as heavy as possible so you know it's it's like it's not like sometimes like muscle gain comes hand in hand you look leaner happy yeah. days but the yeah, goal here is strength <laughs> and do you find that you have a lot of clients that come to you with like it's an overall goal I want to get you know it's this size I want to get to this weight or do you find that a lot of people are coming to you listen I am competing at this level and I want to step up what way do you find your clients at the moment I would say the majority of people who come to me in like because I do work with general population as well or come to train it's because they want to lose weight yeah Um. most people come they want to lose weight they don't know how they want to lose weight how much like sometimes they have an idea but like it's like that it's a they come to lose weight and then you kind of don't try and move away from that and try and set other goals instead like because like you'll probably never be the weight you want to be and also at the same time you could say I want to be 65 kilos I could show you 10 different people at 65 kilos and they could look completely different mm. yeah. so yeah I think sometimes like judging weight is a very misleading way of kind of mm what condition you're in I know myself I'm always been that quite stocky and kind of broad so like I would always flow at a certain type or certain kgs like even when I've been leaner which mm. is every now and again it's not the whole time but I, I, that bit leaner I still am in around the same weight I know I, my weight very very rarely changes yeah. now how I look is completely different but yeah my weight doesn't change which I always find very amusing like you know oh yeah it's, it's yeah. cool like yeah, um, we'd have laugh and joke, you know, with family and things like that are. I would jump up in the scales, and I'm like, I get up on a man, and at the times when you are that little, you're still up quite high on the scales, and you're like, you're you're fat, like and I'm like, I'm not. Look where, <laughs> yeah, right. I've got on them now, and I did definitely agree with it being fat, but you're like, <laughs> that'll come off as we as we actually <laughs> the season. We'll keep working on that. Sure, it's just after Christmas. It's um, you know, uh, there's a joke in the gym, like you know, winter is bulking season. Yes. So, like you know, you're allowed to get fat in winter because you're just bulking for for the summer. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I I always say it's just a little bit of winter weight I carry. Yeah, I'm just I just carrying a bit of excess holiday weight. Yeah, I, I'm just not sure which winter I got in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it is good. So, 
you mainly focus, is it all on strength and conditioning or do you look at as well overall cardiovascular fitness as well? Or You know, they kind of go go hand in hand and, um, you know, it depends if you're looking to improve your cardio, like because a lot of people are already horse riding quite a bit, trying to add in like, you know, walks or runs or whatever, your bikes or whatever, it's kind of hard, like you don't necessarily need to whereas if you are doing the strength element again it will just improve everything as well like if anyone has ever done like a leg workout or like a you know a lot of squats in a row you're still gassed yeah Um, it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that you know you don't have to be necessarily running to get cardio you know yeah um and also I think the majority of people hate running so Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know Aoife is a, a big enough runner. She's done a couple of marathons, so maybe she might throw in something different there. She probably enjoys running that little bit more. Yes, I love running. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's such a head clearer. It's fantastic. Like I used to run in all sorts of weather, in all sorts of terrain. Um when I wasn't able to be around or ride horses when I lived abroad um at a particular time. And um I, I absolutely love it. I mean, some people actually like despise running. I think they'd rather do something, you know, torturous. Um, and they they really view it as as torture. And um, I suppose everyone is different. Um, and I just like even run regularly, and I still hate it. <laughs> really? Oh dear! I suppose everyone's yeah. different. Yeah, each to their own. Mm. Yeah, and I guarantee you, some people are listening in, going, "Yeah, okay, you're right. I I kind of I relate to Chrissy, or yeah, I relate to Eva, or." I relate to Gary with the whole like winter bod situation going on, but um, I mean, love the skin you're in, yeah. Gary. You know, love the skin you're in. Um, but I think it aligns to kind of you know the hay campaign, like what you know, how are you feeling, and what you potentially or suggestions, and many people are coming up with about how you can kind of make yourself feel that little bit better. And um, you know, it's from experience when. Um, I had an enormous amount on my plate workload um, with leadership that I was doing at the time in a different school and a different job in a different country. And it was manic now. Um, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was brilliant. We had to be really time effective and um, know a boundary and a line, you know. So I used to run um, in the evening times and into, you know, nighttime. I'd be running in the dark and around London in the snow, in the rain, in the sleet. It was brilliant. Up and down hills. Um, and uh, it was almost, I would say, a form of escapism. Yeah. But a refresher, you know, it kind of cleared my mind. And um, I used to kind of on long runs, and I mean like 33Ks, you know, 28Ks. Um, I'd be kind of... So long. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, you'd get this, I get this kind of like burning sensation and pain. Um, and the way I kind of programmed my mind to think, it was actually like mind control, like strength training for my brain, to be mm. honest. Um, and... Uh, I don't want to kind of go into it too much, but it was really um, fascinating when I reflected back on like maybe a month of training plan or if when I started tapering down in what I needed to do for training in prep for a particular longer run, like a marathon or whatever distance I was aiming for, whatever goal or target. Like, And I look back on a calendar, right? And I go, Jesus, look at the amount I've, I've ran. Look at all the miles. And then I think, right, well, what was I saying to myself? How was I fueling my brain at that time? What was my sleep patterns like? And, you know, I brought this up on a live earlier this evening with Sarah Elbert and Heather Lemon about how you can kind of fuel your mind, what you're thinking and what you're viewing. 
what you're seeing on social media or how you're talking to yourself is so important. Um, and it actually, it feeds back into how fit you are, how, how kind of fit you can be in your mind and how much kind of self-control you have or how you, your opinion of yourself or um, like what, how many hours you get to sleep, um, your nutrition, your hydration plan, like that all feeds into us as writers. Oh, I mean, look, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. another, another thing that writers like to heavily neglect is the eating and the actual drinking water. But I think drinking water is something that most people are really, really bad at. It's not just writers. So I think I'll give you the pass on that one. But eating is definitely a big one, I think. Yeah, well, you look at it and I'm sure we've all been there. We've been at a show, probably didn't eat that morning. Nerves have kicked in or you're up at four o'clock in the morning because you have to go out and plat and things like that. So you don't eat a proper breakfast probably get to your show nerves kick in again and you don't eat and then after the show you get a big bag of chips on the way home or you know, there's that, always a burger van a competition yes. there? yeah there's never there's never yeah, um, it's never a fruit salad bar like or a smoothie maker do you know what i mean like we should all do you know what we should do guys we should set up the, the gary christie and eat a smoothie maker or like vegetable snacks imagine <laughs> imagine at the next event right we have like when vengeance season kicks off and we go to Torella Wolf. <laughs> Imagine and having like like a whole salad bar lined up. Do you and think it would be box. a salad? In an old horse box, yeah. 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 Well, that, that's, that that's could be strange. actually a business plan for us guys. I, mm. I was actually, strange enough, I was talking to a business that do a more healthier kind of options and things like that. And they were saying that they'd love to try to get involved with the likes of an event in Ireland or a show jump in Ireland and oh, turn it into events. Well, that'd be brilliant. Imagine if you went like your, you know, whatever competition and there was more um, food choices for sure. Yeah. Like we, like we give out about it in schools or there's conversations, sorry, not giving out, but there's just conversations in schools about like a healthier canteen or a healthier snacks, you know, breaking lunch for students. And um, it's so important to actually feel your own body, right? Like there's so many times where we have very little sleep because we are up quite early at the crack of dawn or even before the sunrise comes up to load and um and travel whatever mileage you know to to the show and then you're not eating right some people don't eat right because of like you were saying competition nerves or um i mean i i don't i don't function if i don't eat every two hours Mm. (laughs) that's just me whereas you know a, a friend of mine or a colleague of mine would be very different so um i think it's so important when you look at even how we feed our horses and we're there's all these you know webinars and people in conversations a lot more i suppose in the past say a few years about nutrition and nutritional value and the right supplements and for what type of horse what type of workload and their breeding and their and all of these factors come into play but as a rider and as a horse owner do we actually do that for ourselves so many of us like sip on red bull before they go Competing. Yeah, loaded on you caffeine, know, um, a bit of toast in the morning, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, about the highlight. And I know like, everyone is different, right? You know, everyone is different. Everyone likes their own ways and whatever they can handle their stomach. But um, just, you know, but going back kind of aligning to this week and make it trying to maybe suggest points on how to make yourself feel that bit better if you're not feeling well. Like one thing I touched on on the live there earlier spoke about was um, nutrition or sleep deprivation or hydration and Chrissy mentioned about how much how important their water is like you know that's just goes without saying um and even when people maybe write down how they're feeling um and why and look at you know the broader picture and yes there could be things that maybe didn't make you feel so good that are 
in happening internally or you know environmental factors um but then actually what can you do about it you know um yes like i was looking up chrissy's fantastic youtube channel and and the amazing videos there and like right that's what i'm going to be doing next week you know in preparation because like you chrissy i'm out of the saddle as well unfortunately at the moment and um I've had an experience of it similar last this time last year, actually, um, roughly around this time, whereby I was out of the saddle and I, I didn't do as much running or I didn't do as much strength training. And when I got back in the saddle and I was rehabbing him, um, I noticed a massive difference. And yeah. so it's so important to um, be thinking of, right, I might not be actually, you know, riding six days a week or, or riding five or whatever, but actually if you do that bit of, you know, planning and training in whatever way you're able to fit in around your hectic lifestyle, whichever that, it actually does make a difference when you get back in the saddle. It really, yeah. really does. Judging as well, when, when your horse started action, like you, you, you end up with massive holes in your day. Like, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> you go up, give them a carrot, give them a groom and then like, all right, see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that again. Yeah. yeah. So we say, for instance, now, Chrissy, someone is thinking, they're listening to this. But one thing I, I, I know we spoke about this before mm-hmm. I, I spoke with you. I would love in time that with the podcast and all that, we say we grow and we have, we say, 10 people that are interested in changing their fitness. Yeah. And then we have, we documented it and we follow their progress through the podcast and with yourself and we break it down. Uh, but we say people are thinking about it and you know, you said the first thing is getting a coach. Sometimes that little bit of a barrier is there for people that are afraid to make that jump. Would you recommend the likes of going to your YouTube channel and going and saying, okay, I can try these exercises before I jump in for a coaching session, a session and things like that? Yeah, there's absolutely uh, no problem with, with try, trying it, you know. Um, as I said, I have my YouTube there. I would suggest if you are looking at it, try and maybe look for equestrian specific ones because I suppose if you just click workout on YouTube, you'll find someone doing a crazy hit workout you'll see a crossfit workout you'll see a pilates workout you'll see a yoga workout you know um, and some of those ones like if you see if say for instance you came up and a hit one first and you did that first it'll probably be enough to put you off exercise for the rest of your life um <laughs> so these, these kind of things like try and get it as specific as you can for what you're looking for like you know say equestrian strength workout or something like that like you know it is kind of hard to find that stuff because it's so niche but do if you are looking up don't just say like work out <laughs> you know try to get it um, and then like you see how you get on doing it yourself if you find you're getting on fine you might be grand there's plenty of people who can train on their own if you find you're unsure like you know again with a coach if you're not sure about your form they can help you with that stuff like that you know um, and always like even if you just want to ask them a few questions you know if you someone like me feel ha- feel free to reach out my, my dms i'm happy to give a chat like you know you don't have to sign up i can talk to you a little bit as well you know yeah. um always always be don't be afraid to ask questions i think is really important because i think people avoid doing it because they don't want to look stupid yeah and um, you just you just touched on you say a little bit of a niche in the market in the sense of mm. you are a rider pacific which is i think is beneficial i have done personal training before with yeah. and try to explain to them what you actually do in a horse when they don't know they didn't know what yeah which, the horse was which you know and then they're giving you exercise what they think might work for you and then i was adapting and things like that mm-hmm. yeah the exercise that little bit more to see it like so i think you have that kind of thing there with you being a rider and understanding yeah. what's needed and things of that like you know yeah. so i think that's great and it's brilliant to grow that 
that little bit more and said we'd love here in the podcast to get engaged with that little bit more that's you know people engaging with us asking us questions maybe we could have have you on again in a couple of weeks again and have you know a list of questions from the community say listen yeah. i have this or or i'm struggling with this injury or that injury you know would you recommend what kind of thing i'd love to do something like that if you could in time yeah no absolutely i'd love to do q a the one thing i would say is i can't necessarily um if it's kind of a nerve related injury i wouldn't or like a spinal cord injury if it's back related like muscles fine but uh Spinal cord or nerve injuries, I won't answer just because it is something you really need to see someone for, you know. But everything else, muscular injuries, like, you know, building up bone density, stuff like that. Like, because I am also a neuromuscular therapist. So I'm a physical therapist and a personal trainer who okay. has spent 20 odd years horse riding. So I've landed it every which way off the horse. So I can, <laughs> I can, uh, I can generally answer a lot of stuff like that, you know. No, that was great. I, think, I just think that would be great to engage with. Yeah, you know, you're free tomorrow. Home. Can you come yeah. over and help me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then when you're finished with Aoife, can you give me a hand? I'm a joke on guys. I'm, I'm like, I'm Banjax. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm yeah. torn in Dublin. Um, no, no, sorry, the country. Wrap up, like, before we kind of wrap up, um, mm-hmm. say if someone is listening in and they'd like to get in touch with you, so how would they get in contact with you if they are um, new to who you are how yeah, they find so you i am on best place to find me is probably instagram or my website so my instagram is at strong the saddle underscore and then my website is www.chrissyhawkins.com i have a little comment box there that you can send in messages um also i'm also on tiktok and um, it's strong the saddle without the underscore because i got there first <laughs> um so yeah i do a lot of videos um i try to post Brilliant. a few of them to reels um but i don't do all of my videos on reels from tiktok so just you don't know you don't know what you're gonna find in that tiktok to be honest <laughs> i've stayed away from tiktok uh, i'm too old for it you're not too old <laughs> never too old for tiktok <laughs> well i keep telling myself that anyway he said that not me okay that's that i feel very old on tiktok yeah i just got it in there before you came up with anything Eva. it's okay percy that's brilliant um so at least people know where to find you if they want to even like you were saying earlier just have a chat and have a conversation not necessarily you know feel the pressure to sign up um because a lot of people when you see even you know you know when i was looking at that um in terms of strengthening training and it was all like sign up sign up sign up so it's great to hear that from your point of view you are very open to having a quick conversation or a chat and advice on and to give to people and that's brilliant you know because it will hopefully encourage more to start start thinking about strength training and rider fitness outside of the saddle and not in it exactly Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, no, my, my DMs are always open. And I, I always like to say as well, like, because I do think people do worry about asking questions and um, no question is too stupid. Like I have years of experience in this. You are a beginner. You don't you can't know everything. I don't know everything. You know what I mean? So don't think it's a stupid question. There is no stupid questions. The only stupid questions ones you don't ask. Yeah. That right and also touching on that you also have your own podcast as well which i do recommend I do. people checking out i listen in regularly on my commute into work and home from work so where can we get that as well yeah so my po- podcast called why not um it's on it's on a lot of the pla- the the um streaming platforms but it's on uh spotify and apple Podcasts as well if you actually go on to my link tree on strong the saddle there is links to the podcast 
Um, it is mostly fitness based, but I do get guests on with different things talking about. And then also I try to do once a month. I want to, I try to do something specifically horsey based. Brilliant. Yeah, no, they are great. Listen, I would recommend anybody tuning into them. You know, there's a lot of stuff you can learn from them. So definitely it's something to check out. Thank you for that. I love hearing feedback on my podcast. <laughs> yes, we're the same. We want to hear feedback. We yeah. want to hear back from the community. We want to hear what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong as well. So, you know, it's it's great to have that. We, we've we've had it in the last couple of weeks, especially with the podcast being so new. So I do, uh, I really enjoy getting, getting feedback. Yeah, class. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed the, I've listened to the episodes as well so far and I'm quite enjoyed them. And as I said, I went down your Instagram to find that photo after I heard it in the podcast <laughs> yeah just a pity we didn't get a photo of uh, Aoife's air vest then we would have been would have been great then that story made me laugh so much <laughs> I could picture <laughs> every part of it <laughs> I know it's a good one that's because we were so descriptive <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it was. it was it was hilarious that day we should have had it on video for sure look the next one we'll get the next one won't we Aoife Excellent. The amount of stuff you could like you memories, could memories viral for and with horse stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can. Everybody, everybody has a good story yeah, about horse stuff. Yeah. So on that note, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for co-hosting with me again this evening. And uh, thanks, Chrissy. Thanks for having me. It was great to be um, on. Thank you. I really do appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast. So if you please could help me with the algorithm and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And even, you know, if you want to reach out and suggest topics for me, I'd be delighted to hear from you. Drop me a DM on Instagram or TikTok. And thanks again for listening. Mm-hmm.